0: Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Hey, you've arrived. News, information, and comment every day at this time on this local Christian radio station, and we are honored to come your way. Share what's happening in today's world, what's going to happen tomorrow, and we always end the show every day with a devotion, eight to ten minutes, sharing the truth of the Word of God and challenging you, I trust. Many of you say you've loved it over the years, so Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for your support. Thank you for getting in touch. i just love to hear from you. You can get in touch via gregpatton.com or you can go to our Facebook page. That's the most popular, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. We pray for you. You pray for us, all kinds of personal things there. and Well, just a little bit of everything, just like the regular show here, Hello World. But again, we say thank you. Oh, well, as we get into Denise's program, uh, get a hold of a friend. We're going to talk at the end at length about America, and it's over. Let's do some news. What in the world is going on? Police in Chicago announced early today: seven-year-old boy has died after being shot by a stray bullet that traveled through the window of his home. It's not your castle anymore. No place safe. Gunfire erupted at 820 last night when a child was inside a bathroom. According to investigators, seven-year-old boy did not survive that shooting. Police say our deepest sympathies go out to his loved ones. And we're hearing that message every day. Violence in America totally out of control. State line Portland, Oregon, a suspected drug trafficking ring operating across multiple counties around Portland, Oregon. Drug dealers busted. Police seizing nearly a half million dollars in cash, all kinds of guns, 20 pounds of narcotics, etc., etc. Hey, let me ask you, are you going to be robbed where you live? For some of you, that's unfathomable. Absolutely not. I live in one of the same... Uh, several voters in Atlanta have said that crime is a top issue heading into the midterm elections, while well, others said it's a side effect stemming from other problems. It's really crazy here as far as crime goes, said one person who moved to Georgia from Texas a year ago, especially with the idea of, of people just putting gas in your car. Are you going to be robbed or your car stolen or are you going to get killed? Many say it's just mind blowing, but then this is an interesting stat with all of the trouble going on. Only 6% of registered Georgia voters consider crime the most significant factor as they determine which candidate they're going to vote for coming up here. Jobs and the economy, the biggest concern. 41% of Georgians citing those issues as the most important consideration. Jobs, the economy. Getting killed? Eh. Okay, let's, let's jump over to Louisiana. Hey, pray for this gal, pro-life state Senator Katrina Jackson. She's from Louisiana. Oh, she's a Democrat from Louisiana. And boy, she brought the smackdown on pro-abortion arguments on the Dr. Phil show yesterday, I guess, while one audience member that, can you believe this, compared pregnancy to cancer. Jackson was on the show as part of an abortion discussion that had several speakers with views across the spectrum, of course. She responded to one abortion support by saying, when you said we're forcing pregnancy, and I've heard that on stage, the truth is we're not forcing pregnancy. We're forcing adults to be responsible people, which means responsibility for your actions in life. Well, that's when the audience member compared becoming pregnant with getting lung cancer by smoking cigarettes. If that's what we're doing to say is, That you have to face the consequences, then someone who develops lung cancer from smoking, knowing that there's a risk, should not be treated, the audience member argued. Comparing abortion to the treatment of cancer, though it is a medical treatment, abortion is health care. Later in the episode, Jackson condemned the current framing of the entire abortion conversation, where the killing of one's unborn is promoted as a means to escape financial strife, especially for minority women. When I hear people saying to point to the nine months, uh, a healthy baby can be aborted. And then let me tell you what's most offensive to me, Dr. Phil, is when I hear people say that for black and brown women, the remedy for them living in poverty is abortion, she said. Then to me, we perpetrate the racism that we've faced for years. Wow, she's right on target. A Democrat, can this be? State Senator continued. I keep hearing as black and brown women when I'm sitting in poverty. The answer to my poverty is not to expand my family, she added. Right to Life League Vice President of Legal Affairs Susan Smith agreed. That's exactly what Margaret Sanger used to say long ago. Yep, always there is a consequence to evil in all areas of life. It's Bible, my friend. It's still. It's still murder, killing an unborn child at any age. I don't know. In so many ways, he's a a nutcase, but he's one of the wealthiest nutcases, if that's true, in the world. Talking about Tesla CEO uh, Elon Musk. What's the latest? There he is walking into Twitter, the headquarters, ahead of his takeover of the company. He is carrying a bathroom sink. (laughs) Oh, he officially has ownership of that social media platform Friday, tomorrow. Shared a clip of himself walking in there, entering Twitter headquarters. He says, let that sink in. Oh, he is something else, isn't he? Musk is screaming out like many of us, let freedom ring. His fans and other conservatives have rallied behind the billionaire. I can't even calculate how much money I'd pay to... Read the chat Twitter employees have today. That was the voice of just one conservative writer here in America. Definitely would pay big bucks just to see what they're saying. Isn't that going to be something? I mean, Twitter? Elon Musk? You know, he's already hinted that he's going to let Trump back. Oh, it's going to be some kind of party in the days ahead at Twitter. Our changing amount So how does Elon Musk and Russia collide? The Russian foreign ministry said this week they're threatening to target Western commercial satellites like like Elon Musk's Starlink. You probably know that Musk's space exploration program, SpaceX, has donated roughly 20,000 Starlink satellites for Kyivs there in Ukraine, used against Russia invading them at a cost that expected to exceed $100 million by the end of 2022, and so... I guess Russia is saying we're going after the satellites helping Ukraine. It's all crazy, isn't it? Can it be? They're talking about it. Landslide for the Republicans in a couple of weeks. Don't quit praying and make sure you get out to vote. But, uh, yeah, things that were predominantly Democrat in some areas are now even or are now favoring Republicans. And the crime issue, it's a big one, regardless of what anyone else says. So this should be interesting. Hey, what was Sleepy Joe doing? He appeared to mock reporters as they shouted questions at him during a meeting with Israeli President Isaac Herzog at the White House yesterday. Biden hosted the president to announce a new agreement between Israel and Lebanon during a bilateral meeting at Washington. At the conclusion of the meeting, both leaders were seated opposite each other, turned their attention to reporters at the back of the room. The two men sat in silence as a raucous press corps, that's how they were described, shouted questions. Biden could be seen imitating reporters, raising his eyebrows, moving his mouth silently, mimicking like he was talking. (laughs) The president was also seen doing what I'm doing, laughing and slapping his knee before reporters were removed from the room. Oh boy, making fun of the reporters. Faces, imitations, insulting the press. Sounds like Donald Trump. Joe, what are you doing? You're already in enough trouble. Oh my. In business news, America's heavyweights that were once considered unstoppable for the first time in years are looking a little washed up. And we talked yesterday about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Now we're talking about America's Internet giants now, which are slumping hard in the era of higher interest rates, lower advertising budgets and widespread economic uncertainty. Yesterday, Facebook Meta became the latest big tech company to post rough financial results for the prior quarter. They're saying they're in trouble. What went wrong? Younger people are fleeing Facebook, and investors aren't confident CEO Mark Zuckerberg can reinvent the company as a metaverse platform. They think he's in trouble. Okay. Hey, if you're like out in California, this should work. About 18 seconds before a 5.1 magnitude earthquake struck near San Jose on Tuesday, 95,000 people got an alert on their phones warning them it's coming. The heads-up came courtesy of MyShake. That's an app developed by scientists at UC Berkeley. The most recent warning was right before the quake, but the hope in the future is to give you enough time to make like the Boy Scouts and prepare, I guess. Well, it's history-making, one of those you-should-know type things, I think. When the Phillies and the Astros face off tomorrow to determine the fate of the global economy, uh-huh, got to be the first World Series without any... Without any US born black player since nineteen fifty. It is somewhat startling that the two cities that have the high American populations that they do, not a single black player on either team. Isn't that something? And finally a few other tidbits a Michigan jury convicted three men of helping with an attempt to kidnap the state's governor. I wonder if anybody would have noticed talking about Gretchen Whitmer. Clorox has recalled 37 million bottles of pine salt that could contain bacteria dangerous to human beings with compromising immune systems. Germany plans to legalize recreational marijuana, which will make it the second country in the EU to do so, after Malta, Thai business mogul Jacopan An, the media magnate and transgender rights advocate, purchased the Miss Universe organization for $20 million. And finally, who said that? And at first, you you don't succeed. Try doing it the way mom told you to do it in the beginning. Saw this at the grocery store. Turkey breast made using 100% Australian pork. Oh, and this ain't good. If you stay silent in this war between good and evil today, your life might be easier, but your children's won't. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. If you just joined us, thank you so much. Mean that sincerely. Hello World comes your way Monday through Friday at this time, and we're grateful for your presence and telling others about the broadcast. Thanking God for you, this radio station, and, well, all that participate. Join me on Facebook if you can. You are every day several, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. The hour's late as you're about to find out, my friends, some things I want to share with you, but... So many of us just keep on praying, trusting the Lord, and getting her done. Thanks a million. Oh, and I think I love you. So today, let me practice on you a little bit for our upcoming Prophecy Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm going to be talking about America. Is it over? I'm going to be interviewing sometime here in the future Jan Markell and... uh, She talks about all the things that could happen in America, from revival to the politicians, the right ones getting in office and turning things around. And she doesn't believe any of that. And the article she wrote, Harbingers of Tyranny, she says, We're toast. It's all over. America, of course, is in big, big trouble. You know that. We have this in our new book, New America A Flood of Evil. Uh, That's in the planning stages yet, but hey, we have the uh, demons in the White House, we have the Middle East, Russia, Ukraine, uh, confusion at every turn in the United States of America, financial problems, who knows what's going on. It's uh, the great divide, of course, of 2022 that's been building for a long time, and I think we need a reality check there's are so many reasons that any nation dies, including ours, just as there are many reasons for the death of individuals. But, oh my goodness, so many ways death can occur. The end came for one mighty nation. And the Old Testament happened in one day, one evening, actually. We're talking about the Babylonian Empire that ruled southern Mesopotamia. And it was a short period of time during which it conquered Jerusalem and took thousands of Jewish people captive. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Babylon's King Belshazzar had thrown a lavish party during which he publicly mocked God, God's people, got wasted, burned out on wine, higher than a kite, and praised gods of gold and silver. But that hasn't changed, has it? And while all this was happening, King Cyrus of Persia and his army were systematically and, well, they were planning some really important things, including... Digging their way into the capital city, diverting the Euphrates River that flowed through Babylon, the Persian army gained access to the riverbed that ran under the city gates. And while Belshazzar and thousands with him partied like there was no tomorrow, the enemy penetrated the city's fortifications and Babylon fell. Belshazzar was also slain one evening. It's just hard to believe. So Babylon fell in a night, but Rome's demise, that lingered for a long time. It was like a a cancer, a disease, before the empire and its eternal city breathed its last breath. You've heard it said, Rome was not built in a day. Well, it didn't get destroyed in a day. The historians, of course, proposed different reasons for the eventual demise of that great empire. All of them agree that over time, multiple factors were to blame for The fall of Rome. It's the same for America today. Those contributing factors include economic problems, military overexpansion, there was moral decay, one of the biggest problems in America today, invasion by barbarians, government corruption, (laughs) let's go to Washington, D.C., and oh, the rise of Christianity. But these days, relatively few Americans bothered to think at all about Babylon or Rome and we wouldn't be talking about them at all, except for maybe, what, encountering them somehow through a, a movie that's on. So, America, is it over? Are we like those ancient nations that are destined to suffer some similar fate? Our demise is on the horizon. Are we really experiencing in real time the decline, the fall of the United States of America? Are there any credible, identifiable threats to our existence today, or... Are we just sounding like so many preachers? An alarmist view. You know, I don't think we are. I believe we're seeing right now in the United States of America very tangible warnings alerting us to the decline and the fall of the United States of America as a world power, and Christianity is gone down. We're seeing so many things happening in this country. Our our government here in the United States has yet to officially ban Almighty God and Christianity, but they're working on it. Many of our nation's leaders have sought to limit and in some cases eradicate completely the traditional biblical influence and the spiritual fingerprints that have marked us from the beginning as a great nation. Both philosophically and practically, this this transformation has occurred in this country is, is being promoted. It's being played out in the halls of government and colleges and universities and political parties, uh, in our courts, right in the public school. I talk about the public school all the time, and probably in your community. We have somehow become a society that is saturated with the world, secularism. Those who believe in God, as defined by the Holy Word of God, are aging. And this next generation of Americans are becoming increasingly unconvinced regarding the reality of God, of Jesus Christ, of sin, salvation, the Bible. Do you know in a 2015 study of people who didn't go to church, the unsaved. The Barna Research Group found that 25% of today's unchurched adults are either atheist or they're agnostic. Barna refers to this group as skeptics. 33% of them have never once attended a church service. Further, this group of skeptics was found on average to be younger, more educated, mostly women, racially diverse, and regionally dispersed all over the country. In other words, this group coming up, Are getting a good taste of gospel resistance. Millennials take the lead. They simply aren't buying into their parents' or their grandparents' America and their faith. But spiritually, it's also taking a hit among professed churchgoers. Did you know that less than 50% of Americans now attend church of any kind? And for those who do, it occurs very infrequently Christmas, Easter, those are the big days. When asked, what if anything helps Americans grow in their faith, what would you think the answer would be? What kind of an answer would you give? What, if anything, helps Americans grow in their faith? Do you know that church didn't even make the top 15? How ironic that the very institution that birthed to foster and nurture spirituality and faith in the United States of America is having little or no influence in helping people grow in their relationship with God. That may not accurately describe your church, but it does accurately represent a cross-section of all of America. And George Barna found out that 59% of millennials who grew up in church, they've dropped out. And finally, for all the age groups combined, Barna discovered that among the reasons people don't attend church is they either find God elsewhere or say that church is really irrelevant to me as a person. Are you kidding me? Further evidence of our spiritual decline, according to the Pew Research Center, the United States of America as a whole is becoming less religious, more secular. There are now more religiously unaffiliated Americans than Catholics and mainline Protestants, and about one in four but identify themselves as evangelical Protestants. Bottom line, as a country, the United States of America We are thinking less and less every day about God, or we are becoming, get it now, a godless nation. And the fallout from this fact is eroding the very foundations we have nothing to build on. And from a purely human perspective, you could attribute all of this declining spiritual level to a combination of both secular and atheistic voices advancing the anti-God agenda you hear every day. I talk about it on Hello World every day along with the, oh, and this is a good one, your failure, my failure as Christians to impact and infiltrate where I live. Many professing believers and their families seek refuge from the world and its influence by getting in their own little secular tribe, choosing instead to say, you know, I'm going to go for the Christian comforts and get into my safe space. This leaning toward being isolated is one reason. We feel progressively marginalized out there in the world today, and why we're having really no influence. And you know what? Today, in so many areas of America, there is no more blushing. There is no more shame. How sad what we have become in the United States of America. You know, I've discovered as a pastor, as an evangelist, radio speaker— I am negative. I am unpopular. Let me tell you how to get unpopular. Uh, speak the truth. Oh, yeah. Talk about demons. Oh, yeah. And discuss the end times. That'll really do it for you. And yet, all of those are so extremely needed in America today. The Bible says in Psalm 1, you want to be happy when to get this thing together? Happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. The Bible, every day, you ought to be reading that and reading it more than ever. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And you're going to be something special. Read those six verses in Psalm 1, and then read them again and again. Yep, we're on our way out. America, I think it is over. But you got to stay positive in a negative world, right? And you can do that and bring peace to people by introducing them to Jesus Christ as you daily share the Word of God. Bring the Bible into that discussion and the many truths that are found there. You need to be strong despite all of this confusion in the world today. If she's coming down the wire, let's go out with a bang. For Jesus, and finally the pastor. What? The pastor buys a lawnmower at a yard sale, gets back home, pulls on the starter rope a few times with no results whatsoever. Man, he storms back to that yard sale and tells the previous owner, "Hey, I can't get this thing to start." Well, the problem is, is you got to curse at it first. What says the pastor? I'm a pastor. I don't even remember how to curse. The guy says, you keep pulling that rope, and it'll all come back to you. <laughs> oh, That's a bad one. Yeah. Uh, that's it, my friend. Another edition. <laughs> Why does that say? Never mind. Another edition of Hello World. News, information, and comment every day at this time, and we're so glad you're there. Join me on Facebook yet. I don't see your name. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. That's it. Had my say for another day until Friday tomorrow. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of today.